The time is 9 o'clock and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA. May 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Friday, December 1st. On today's show... Where, where can you go to school and spend your afternoon uh, trapping muskrats or, or banding ducks? Or... Last month, the Tanchamara Wetlands Centre, attached to the regional high school, celebrated 25 years in nature and science education. Today, we revisit the event to learn more about how the center works and what it's meant to students for over 25 years. That's coming up right after some local news and information briefs. Google has announced that it will not join Facebook in banning and blocking links to Canadian news, including the work of CHMA. On Wednesday, Canadian Heritage Minister Pascal Saint-Ange and Google both announced that they had come to an agreement on sharing advertising revenue with Canadian news organizations. As part of the deal, Google will contribute $100 million annually, indexed to inflation, for a wide range of news businesses across the country, which Senange says includes independent news and those from Indigenous and official language minority communities. Google will pay its $100 million to a single collective organization that will be responsible for distributing funding to eligible news businesses based on the number of full-time equivalent journalists engaged by those businesses. Currently, CHMA News is made possible by funding through the federal government's local journalism initiative, and it's not yet clear if the Google funding will impact the bottom line at CHMA. The village of Dorchester is getting a traffic light. Temporary traffic signals have been installed to manage the flow of alternating one-way traffic along Main Street in Dorchester, where a road reconstruction is underway. The temporary traffic signals will operate 24 hours a day, allowing for alternating one-way traffic. The traffic control system will mean minor delays, but the town says it's in place to ensure safe and smooth traffic flow. The setup is expected to continue until roughly December 20th. At their November meeting, the Anglophone East School District Education Council voted to launch a charter challenge to the province's revised Policy 713. In June, Education Minister Bill Hogan changed Policy 713 to require parental consent before school staff can use a child's chosen name and pronoun if they're under 16. DEC member Kristen Kavukian said she felt those changes put some kids in danger. Policy 713, in its first configuration, was actually there to make sure that trans and non-binary youth were safe in our schools and felt welcome in our schools. And I... I really regret that, thanks to the actions of this government, Policy 713 now stands for discrimination and the endangerment of our students. Council Vice Chair Dominic Vautour said he felt the changed policy was affecting both students and staff in schools. Since these changes were announced, we've heard from our students how much harm, fear, anxiety, and uncertainty this is causing to our LGBTQ plus community. Additionally, it's also causing stress, anxiety, and fear to our staff who are scared to misstep and find themselves in a vicarious situation personally and professionally. Vautour made the motion to hire counsel to pursue a charter challenge, and the motion passed unanimously.
The deck also passed a second resolution directing lawyers to work on getting the New Brunswick government to cover the legal costs of the charter challenge to policy 713. After 25 years, the wetland behind Tanchamar Regional High School just sort of seems to fit the landscape. But in the 1990s, the freshwater marsh was a hayfield sitting out of use between the high school and the Trans-Canada Trail. The story of how the hayfield became a wetland and the 25 years since, while it's served as an outdoor classroom for Tanchamar High and thousands of other visiting students, was celebrated last month at the Tanchamar Wetland Center's 25th anniversary event. CHMA was there, and today we revisit those voices from the long history of the Wetland Center, starting with Nancy McKinnon, who from 2006 to 2020 served as director of the center. The purpose of the Tantramar Wetland Center is to teach the importance of wetlands and wetland conservation. And we have a model where the high school students are the teachers. And so when we have visitors that come, they use the knowledge that they have learned here and help to present that to the visitors who, who arrive. Yeah. And, how, you know, what kind of impact did you see it have on, on some of the students who went through here, some of the high school students? Oh, my gosh. Uh, some students decided to go the environmental route for university days. Other students who might have found it hard to sit in a nor- regular classroom, they would come down here for a period of the day, and that was enough to make them engage with the rest of the day, shall I say. Uh, I'm Jasmine Cabral. I'm Mally Paxton. We help run a lot of the field trips with the younger kids. I didn't really know much about it before I joined in grade 9. But this is my second year in the Wetland Center, and I think I've learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, My name's Chris Porter. Uh, I'm here today to celebrate 25 years of Wetland Center, a project that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your history with the Wetland Center. Well, uh, I guess you'd say I was uh, one of the lucky few that got in on the ground floor. Um, There's a number of people who were involved in... in, uh, I mean, there's so many things that happened. I think we got uh, got together in, like, 96. Uh, The construction work began in December of either 97 or 98 uh, on the impoundment. and from there, it was, uh, you know, raising money and, and putting this, this together. And well, I was here uh, directing the center from the beginning until uh, 2007. Oh, wow. Um, and so what, tell me a bit about the origin of the idea. Like, wh- how did it, you know, where, where did it come from, the idea to have this education center here? Well, I think the idea to create the impoundment to get Ducks Unlimited involved, interested in maybe... Uh, creating the, uh, uh, the wetland uh, came from Al Smith. Al's a biologist for the Canadian Wildlife Service at the time, a longtime community member involved in a number of things. And uh, Al came to the school and spoke to the, the principal. Uh, I was the environmental science teacher, vice principal at the time, uh, you know, to pitch the idea and, and I guess kind of uh, start the ball rolling as to how the school might if they're interested, tap into it. And so uh, kind of got started from there. Ducks Unlimited was keen to to uh, uh, build the impoundment, and uh, we were keen to kind of explore some of the educational opportunities for our students. Um, very quickly, it became a destination for visiting students. 
And we decided uh, rather than provide a credit for kids in our school who were here, we would uh, make this a truly inv- uh, voluntary uh, activity where they would come down and uh, learn something about what's going on, and, and uh, then they would be involved in passing that on. Kids teaching kids, that's, that's, that's kind of what we had in mind. That was the model. Uh, kids teaching kids, making sure that they, they, they know what they're talking about before they start trying to to uh, uh, teach others. These were all elements. But look around. I mean, look at, look at the, uh, you want to talk about experiential or hands-on learning. I mean, the, where, where can you go to school and spend your afternoon uh, trapping muskrats or, or banding ducks? Or My name's uh, Molly Ivy. Yeah, I'm in grade nine. And so you're, you're a wethead. <laughs> yeah. Do you like that title? No. Um, yeah, and so you just started this this year? Yeah, um, it's really fun because you get to come out of class sometimes and like just hang out. And like in the, we did fall training so that when classes come, we know like how to treat them and like what games to play and stuff. And we got to like miss like half of the day pretty much at school from doing the fun stuff. There's lots of little things moving around in here. Yeah. Tell me about what are some of the things. Fingernail clam. It's a fingernail clam because it can't get bigger than your fingernail. Um, This is called a Chinese mystery snail. I think that they call it that because they don't know really what's inside of it. This is a red belly leech, and when it's not in the water, you can hold it. I'm too scared to. So it's a red belly leech. Do we know if it has a red belly? It has like an orange belly, but she's going to pick it up right now and show you. Wait, is that his butt? Yeah. I don't know. I don't matter. But, oh, yeah. there we go. See? has an orange spotted belly. Um, there's also some other cool creatures in here, like there's beetles, and for this, it's like sticks and rocks all glued together and there's a little creature inside that's cocooning in there. One of the good things is these little snails, um, if they're in the water, it means that the water is healthy for the animals because if the water has too much acid in it, the shells will just dissolve. So the little snails show that the water is clean or has not a lot of acid in it. Another tiny little leech there, yep. is that? <laughs> I oh, love gosh. when the leech swims, it like looks like a little, like it wiggles. <laughs> it is quite beautiful, which is not something I think about leeches very often. So you, you, you want it in your hand, but you don't want the water there? Yeah, because if there's too much water, it, it, might, it might suck my blood. Yeah, but it won't without the water. Yeah. No, because imagine you're trying to eat a sandwich underwater. Do you think you would want to do that? So when it, it likes to eat underwater, but once it goes above, it doesn't like it. It feels like, like a night crawler worm on my hand. And if it gets too dry, then it gets angry. So uh, My name is Melanie Ball. I'm the executive director of the Tantramar Wetlands Center. Started this year. Um... I'm also a teacher at Tantramar High School, and I teach everything. But in general, I'm a science, science geeky nerd, so biology and environmental science and human physiology and that kind of thing. Okay. All right. So you're new to the Wetland Center, but you're not new to Tantramar Regional High. No, I've been so, here for 16 years. Wow. So you've seen this place in action over that time. Yeah. 
yeah. I would bring my classes down here whenever I could. And I volunteered over the years too because um, I was a field technician, biologist before I was a teacher, and this center was what drew me to wanting to work at this school right from the very beginning. Nev Garrity, who has worked here forever, and I used to work together in the Canadian Wildlife Service, and when I knew he was here too, it was a no-brainer. This is the only place I wanted to work. Okay, tell me, tell me about what makes it special to have a place like this and, and, a, and also a wetland at your disposal, like when you're, when you're teaching a class. Outdoor education, I think, is one of those areas that most teachers don't get a whole lot of access to, but it provides such wonderful opportunities for students to learn in a way that allows them to move touch things and experience the world around them in a way they might not get in a classroom. So having the Wetlands Center allows teachers to come and give their students that opportunity. And having an actual wetlands that you can go out into um, means that we can really give a whole diverse array of different learning experiences right on site. It's an amazing combination. And, and kids, I mean, we know that Tantramar High School students, there's wet heads, and they're all volunteers, right? They're, that's not a for credit program, that's just, that's wow, and so many of them. We get anywhere from 50 to 90 kids in our school, whose population is usually somewhere around 400, so a quarter, up to a quarter of our school population, coming down here on their own time to help us run the programs. and. I mean, that means sometimes that they miss period one or period two, but they know they have to make that time up and they're more than happy to do it. It's really such an amazing experience. And we've had our students go on to win scholarships, um, go to colleges and universities and programs that um, specialize in environmental education. So we kind of are a stepping stone for our students into a world they might not have learned about otherwise. That's Tantramar Wetland Center Director Melanie Ball at an event last month celebrating the center's 25-year anniversary. That's it for Tantramar Report for Friday, December 1st. In light of the continuing Facebook ban on Canadian news, help us spread the word about CHMA's work by sharing stories via email or just telling your friends and neighbours to check out CHMA at 106.9 FM or chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. This is Luke, and you're listening to CHMA. Happy Friday, friends. Brian Nielsen here with your CHMA sports update. Our focus, first of all, is the uh, loss last night in the Carl Ward tournament for the Tenshima Regional High School Titans. They fell to 8-3 final Last night, and they'll be on the ice again later today. Head on over to the TV MCC to get the full schedule of the various teams playing in that tournament this weekend. Last night, one game, Thursday night football in the NFL. Cowboys held off the Seattle Seahawks. 41-35 final there, a failed fourth down drive in the fourth quarter for Seattle. Sort of sealed their fate in that one. In the NBA last night, a bunch of games. The Portland Trailblazers upset the Cleveland Cavaliers 103 95. 
Charlotte Hornets with a one-point victory over the New Jersey Nets. Miami Heat beat the visiting Indiana Pacers by 10, 142-132. Knicks beat the Pistons 118-112 in Madison Square Garden. In overtime, the Chicago Bulls with the 120-113 victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. The Minnesota Timberwolves, perhaps the team of the 2023-2024 year, keep rolling with a 101-90 victory over the Utah Jazz. There you go, friends. Remember, the Minnesota Timberwolves, don't be surprised. Come next May and June. Oklahoma City, Thunder, 133. Los Angeles Lakers, 110. Thunder with the victory there, led by Shea Gilgis Alexander, the Canadian player. Hawks hold off the San Antonio Spurs late 137-135 final there in San Antonio for you. And lastly, the uh, Warriors. Golden State beats the visiting Los Angeles Clippers 120-114. And lastly, in the NHL last night, a mess loaded game starting with the Toronto Maple Leafs winning in a shootout over the visiting Seattle Kraken, 4-3 final there. Bruins shut out the Sharks, 3-0 in Boston. Florida, 5-1 victory in Montreal. Red Wings with a 5-1 victory over Chicago in an original six battle. Penguins, double the lightning, uh, responding with four unanswered goals for a 4-2 final in Tampa Bay. Devils beat the Flyers in Philly, 4-3 in overtime. Another overtime game in Carolina, the Islanders with the one Goal victory there, 5-4. Blues with 6-4 victory over the Sabres in St. Louis. Minnesota Wild with a 6-1 victory over the Nashville Predators in Nashville. Oilers with another W, 3-1 over the Jets in Winnipeg. Trying to get their season back on track. Flames beat the Stars in overtime in the Saddle Dome, 4-3 final there. The Desert Dogs at Mullet Arena. The 4-3 final over the visiting Colorado Avalanche in overtime. Knights, 4. Canucks, 1. And lastly, the Washington Capitals edge the Anaheim Ducks, 5-4 in Anaheim. That's what we got for you, friends. Have a great weekend. Check out the Tantramar Veterans Memorial Civic Center or follow the Tantramar Regional High School team on Facebook to find out what games are coming up on the weekend at the tournament there, the Carl Ward tournament that uh, we hope you uh, get behind, enjoy, and uh, check out. James? Yes. That's what we got. That was a good one. Hi, my name is Elaine, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Well, thank you, Elaine. You listened to the Tantramar Report, courtesy of Erica Butler. And then following that, your daily sports update, courtesy of the amazing Brian Nielsen. Happy Friday, and welcome to the late morning show here on CHMA. Also, happy December 1st. It is wild that it's December already, but it is, and it is an absolutely gorgeous day. More on that in a moment, but happy Friday overall. I am your late morning host, JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, Voice of the Marshes. And we are broadcasting live to all of you beautiful CHMA listeners from the third floor of the Wallace McCain Student Center. 
The time is 9.19, and how about we get right into some weather? So, it is beautiful, absolutely beautiful outside, currently 5 degrees, increasing cloudiness tonight with a 60% chance of showers before morning and a low of plus 1. On Saturday, tomorrow, showers about 5 millimeters or so, a high of 6, and in the evening, cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a low of plus 1. On Sunday, to finish off the weekend, cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries or rain showers, they're not quite sure yet, a high of plus 2, and in the evening on Sunday, snow with a low of 0. Monday is looking quite similar with snow and a high of plus one, and in the evening, snow again with a low of minus two. If you have not gotten those winter tires on your car yet, like I still have not, that might be a good time. It might be a good time to start thinking about doing that or booking that appointment and just getting that into action. All right, Tuesday, the weather on Tuesday. Cloudy with a 30% chance of flurries and a high of minus 2. And in the evening, cloudy periods with a low of minus 10. And why not go until Wednesday? On Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud with a high of minus 5. And in the evening, cloudy periods with a low of minus 9. And that about does it for your weather update. Let's keep this show rolling and get right into some music and be back shortly with a few local announcements. So, up next for your listening pleasure, we have Abigail LaPelle with their song, Go to Sleep.
This Way Out is an award-winning international weekly LGBTQ radio program airing on Fridays at 10 a.m. The program features a weekly summary of the news affecting or within the queer community, in-depth coverage of major events, plus interviews, music, literature, entertainment, and more. Tune in to This Way Out every Friday at 10 a.m. on CHMA. I'm Herb Spence, and you're listening to CHMA. Well, thank you, Herb. You just listened to Canadian duo Ochi Elliott with their song Know the Night from the 2023 album of the very same name. This album was released exactly one week ago, so thank you to our music finders for that one. 
Happy Friday, and welcome back to the Late Morning Show here on CHMA. I'm your late morning host, JC, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick, Voice of the Marshes. Now, the time is 9.28, and what a perfect time it is to get into some local announcements that I promised you. All right, so first off, today, December 1st at 7.30 p.m. at Convocation Hall, uh, there is a presentation, the Mount Allison Symphonic Band, directed by Professor James Kalin, uh, presented presents an international tour of works by composers writing about their own lands and culture, featuring works by Vaughn Williams, Liana Primiani, Howard Cable, Richard Robert Bennett, Kate Nishimura, and Johan de Meji. Uh, free will donations will be accepted at the door with proceeds for student scholarships and awards. For more information, you can call 506-364-2374 or email music at mta.ca. So that is tonight, 7.30 p.m. at Convocation Hall, and it is called Mount Allison Symphonic Band in Their Own Voice. And that sounds absolutely awesome. All right. Another one. PEDVAC Foundation is now accepting applications, and I believe their due date is today by 5 p.m. So they are accepting applications for their annual Christmas Box Campaign, a program which has provided a helping hand to families and individuals in the Port Elgin area at a time of year they need it the most. Each year, PEDVAC distributes Christmas boxes with all the ingredients for a special Christmas dinner, additional groceries for the Christmas week, toys for each child, a gift for each member of the family, knitted items, and small seasonal items such as ornaments and Christmas candy. If you or someone you know is in need of applications for Christmas boxes, they can be filled out